Hey everybody, this is Beans and it is disclaimer time. Bam and I are not sex experts and our advice is for entertainment purposes only. If you have a serious health concern, we strongly urge you to consult a qualified physician. And for obvious reasons, our sex talk podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Enjoy. Trying hard, but you wanna be my friend. Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to. Here we go, here we go again. Call my bluff, I'ma be you till the end. I'm the one you ride, I'm the one you ride to. If you Shooting us an email with your questions, comments, and concerns at bamnbeans at gmail.com. That is B-A-M-N-B-E-A-N-S at gmail.com. Our first episode was recorded a few months back, but we are super proud to get this project up and running. So without further ado, here is our very first episode entitled Our First Time. So this is Sex Talk with Bam and Beans, where we like to talk about sex. We like to hear your sex stories, your sex questions, anything sex-related. Um, I think what we want to do right now is go over our very first time, because I think that would be a fun experience for everybody listening. Oh, snap. First episode, first time. Yes. Grandpa, turn this off. <laughs> well, um, age before beauty, so I'll go. Well, oh, I thought that would mean me. I have more age on you, bitch. But you're so pretty. You are way more prettier than me. This is <laughs> awful of podcasting. They have no idea what we look like. Unless there are, like, ten friends <laughs> that we begged to listen to this podcast. Thanks, six of you, because four dropped out. <laughs> okay, so, um... Beans' first time. Well, I was actually um, 16 when I lost my V-card, as we were saying it back then. I was in a long-term relationship, my first one ever, with a guy who is relatively older than me. So, um, he was an adult and I wasn't. Which, looking back, it's kind of like a red flag for me. Yeah. Like, he, you know. But anyways, um, we were we were going to wait until I was 18 because that was, like, the right thing to do. But, you know, horny little beans, being the hornball that she is, <laughs> just could not wait any longer. The whole making out, dry humping thing was not working for her anymore. 
And so after like five or six, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> we were off. It probably lasted like five minutes, just like in and out. We used protection. Like we were in my bedroom. One of those things where it's it's not necessarily special, but it was to me at the time. Yeah. It was someone that I had a deep connection with and that I had feelings for, and that's exactly how I wanted my first time to be. So not really anything spectacular or even entertaining about it. Just, yeah. you know, kids doing <laughs> dumb kid things. <laughs> what about you? Uh, yours sounds like a fairy tale compared to mine. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I was also mm-hmm. 16. Um, I had actually pretty much planned out my uh, first time, and I was with my uh, boyfriend at the time while I was in high school, and I thought it was going to be absolutely fantastic. Like, I'd heard horror stories from other people before, and I'm like, absolutely not, not me, not my first time, not little Bam Bam over here. Um, so I picked out the perfect bra, the perfect underwear, like... I had my friend help me pick out my outfit and like oh it was supposed to be like this huge night and everything and I had just you know turned 16 you know eight like or like four months ago and I was like okay well I wanted to wait until I was at least this age let's do this and it was like his birthday so I'm like ooh, happy birthday Mr. President pretty much except <laughs> for it was like the worst 30 seconds of my entire life. Ooh. I was like, I feel so sexy right now. And then once it was over, I was like, is this, oh my God, is this what sex is for the rest of my life? I was like, please, for the love of God, tell me this isn't real. Like, and then he was like, well, that was amazing. And I was like, yeah, did we do stuff? Like, was that it? That was my fucking fairy tale. You didn't even have time to fake it at that point. I, no, I didn't even know what faking it was <laughs> to pretend to fake it. I was just like, he went in, and I was like, uh, well, slightly uncomfortable. Like, there hasn't been stuff in there, so like, you know, yeah. whatever. And right afterwards, I was like, well, I'm going to put my pants on. And it's like 8.30, so let's go play Yahtzee with your mom, I guess. Like, whatever. And it just... I think my first time was like... I wasn't preparing myself for a letdown. Because Mm. I really was just... I had goggles on, and I thought everything was like rose-colored tint. But then after that, I was like, well, everything's bullshit. Well, I feel like a lot of people, their expectations of their first time are always um, a lot higher than what the reality ends up being. Um, It's unfortunate, but that's just how it's going to happen. The first time that you have sex with anybody is always going to be awkward because you don't quite know what their body likes. And especially at that point, you don't know what your body likes. Exactly. So honestly, like a year later, like if we fast forward a year after my very first time, like I, my mom and I are very open about my sexual exploits, um, so she was aware that, you know, I had certain toys in my room, and she knew where I hid them, and I didn't want her in that space, because that is my private space for my private privates, (laughs) (laughs) that was my stuff, I had to figure out what my body liked in order to communicate, 
but still at that age I wasn't communicating what I was liking so it just kind of I had to wait until fuck until I turned 18 so it was like two years of meh I guess we'll have sex it's only gonna take five minutes I have to be somewhere in 10 so <laughs> I honestly think that the whole non-communicating thing is is so true with a lot of people I had a really hard time communicating exactly what I liked in the bedroom for the longest time yeah I mean uh I had a successful one and a half year marriage where he and I barely ever talked about our sex life so (laughs) you know considering the fact that I absolutely you know adored my husband and things were good across the board there it's just that open communication that about this specific topic oh yeah it's it's just too taboo for me to even talk to my closest person to and it took me a really long time to realize you know what that's bullshit and I like what I like and how are you gonna know to do this stuff that I like unless I tell you yeah and you know if we have this open communication then we both could be you know getting what we like and getting what satisfies us and stuff like that and I think one of the big reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is for that reason alone is to get more people talking about sex talking about sex to their partners and to their friends and um, really discovering exactly what gets them going and you know having better sex because of it well not only that but giving them the opportunity to feel comfortable about talking about it and I'm 100% so excited to be sitting in this little chair next to you doing this with you because I 100% agree. The second we start telling people like, oh, I mean, look at guys, for example. We play in a dark team. They're always like, yeah, I rubbed one out before I got here. But I can never be like, yeah, I finger blasted myself for 10 minutes and it felt great. Like, Well, I mean, we do do that and they give us some weird looks. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, and I'm like, Oh, okay, so... So it's okay for you to do it. It's totally cool for you to do that. But not cool for me. Do you know the preparation I have to do in order to do any of that? I don't want my balance to get out of whack because I want to just finger blast myself for 10 minutes before we're going to be somewhere. (laughs) Like, there's a lot more that goes into it. And that's okay. But I'm willing to take that extra time on myself. Absolutely. Um, So, basically, my hopes for this whole thing is that our listeners out there, they feel comfortable talking to complete strangers about, you know, their experiences, about their questions, and then maybe, you know, talking to us, you know, a very non, um, oh, what's the word, Uh, judgmental zone, like we're very judge-free in this space, Um, then maybe you can get the courage to open up about it to someone else. And really take a, take down that stigma that's attached to talking about something that basically everybody on the planet enjoys. Yeah. And it's something that we should stop shaming people about. Oh, it's yes. It's not shameful to want to be able to have sex, whether that's with yourself or with somebody else that you can find, like, who's in the same kink zone as you. Oh, yeah. Because that's always an issue is when you're like, well, I really like this person, but there's so many kinks that I don't want to tell them about. Then you're literally burying what's still a part of you. Like, don't bury that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're not going to be with someone that's going to 
do what really gets you going like that isn't willing to do that for you then you know maybe they're not necessarily the right one yeah and maybe there's still someone out there that um, you can have that relationship with um I know that not everybody is going to have the same likes and dislikes but I feel like exploration and compromise is something that is important in relationships no matter what you have to be willing to experiment and that goes both ways. You should be willing to do something that the other person is willing to try or something that they like to see how you feel about it. But you have to always keep an open mind because sometimes kinks can get weird. Yeah. For you personally. But for them, it's the most amazing thing ever. Like, some people just need to learn to shut up and be happy about everything. Yes. Shut up and be happy. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Do what makes you happy. As long as that's, you know, legal and consensual. Absolutely. Yes. I can, I'll just repeat in case you guys didn't hear that. Legal and consensual. <laughs> like most, most kinks out there, fine. Perfectly safe. Good to go. I'm going to go with like a good 96.7. Yeah. 96.7 of the yeah. kinks that there's out there on this earth. And we are not here to kink shame you. Oh, absolutely not. Like, All we want to do is hear your weird sex stories and answer some of those crazy burning questions you got. Oh, I'm so excited about these sex stories. Like, oh my God, I'm so excited about them. I feel like we're kind of <laughs> um, starting off a little tame with our sex stories, but... As the podcast goes on, as it progresses, so will the craziness of our stories. Because let me tell you, Bean's got stories. Little Bam Bam over here. (laughs) (laughs) I may not have as many stories, but trust me, some of the shit that I can dive into, like, I got past relationships back there that have been burning a hole in my sex pocket, so. Yes, that. Filthy little sex pocket. Little sex pocket. (laughs) So, yeah. Please um, email us your questions, your comments. Our email is bamandbeans at gmail.com. That's B-A-M, the letter N, B-E-A-N-S, at gmail.com. And we will get you read on the air, and we will answer your questions, and it'll be awesome. And what else? Um, also, our Twitter is up and running. That's right. Bam and Beans. Add us on Twitter. Yeah, tweet on me. Tweet Absolutely. On me uh, let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think about our first time. We'd love to hear about your first time, no matter how mundane it sounds or how crazy. We love crazy. I love crazy. Yes. And... I would definitely say if you have questions about our first time, I mean, obviously, we're willing to answer. We are a sex open book. Oh, open yeah. sex book. The one thing that I did want to touch on is um, we're not going to name names here. Oh, yeah. So no. let's let's keep it anonymous. Um, just we don't want to air anybody's dirty laundry that, you know, may or may not want that laundry aired exactly so if you want your name read that's cool we will change any name you put in email or tweet give them some crazy misnomer yeah you gotta start coming up with some awesome sexy aliases i wanted to uh actually backtrack on 
was before my first time, me leading up to it. Okay. So my preparation Yeah, let's hear about that prep work. So uh, I had made a friendship pact with one of my friends, and we had agreed that we were going to wait until we were 16 because we felt we would be a little bit more comfortable with saying no and being comfortable with giving that consent. So we made that sex pact, and I was in sports heavily still in high school, and I kind of went up to my mom, and I was like, hey, uh, I want to go on birth control. And she's like, oh, okay. Can I know why? And I was like, well, it's going to help regulate my period. You know, I will, you know, feel so bad and stuff while I'm doing sports, and also I'm probably going to have sex in the next four months. And she was like, great, awesome, good to know. And she's like, do we need to buy condoms while we're at the store? <laughs> like, do I put that on the grocery list? And I was like, I mean, if you want to. I was like, I don't see why it wouldn't. You know, it would help because then I could keep condoms here. And then she's like, awesome. And then we also bought like this cute little plastic case where I could actually have to-go condoms <laughs> in my purse at all times. And she's nice. like, I don't want it in your wallet. I don't want it here. I don't want it there. She was like, because then they rip and they tear and you can't use them. And then we're pregnant. I was like, okay, mom. <laughs> Give me the fucking condom. And then we're pregnant. And then we're pregnant. She's, she's like, automatically pregnant with you. Immediately would become pregnant if I become pregnant. Mm-hmm. Because apparently a witch doctor put that on her. <laughs> she's like, I can't get pregnant again, so you can't get pregnant. So... Yeah, um, so that was definitely one thing that I was fortunate enough to have is a mother who was willing to sit there and actually communicate with me and not shame me for wanting to have sex or anything. And she actually helped me take the necessary precautions to make sure that I can get through my life and I'm baby-free still. <laughs> so so um, you said that you had this friendship pact with another friend. Now, what gave you guys the idea to wait until 16? What What... Um, where did you get that idea from? We actually had one friend in particular who was a little promiscuous. Mm-hmm. And I personally thought that we were too young to be messing around at all, to be honest with you. I was like, kissing is one thing, but anything past that, because, again, my mom was super open with me. She explained to me the consequences. She's like, one time will be just that one time. And that's what's going to happen. She's like, and I'll be with you with, for whatever you want to do, but if you get pregnant, you have to face those consequences. So my friend did not, like, it was supposed to be three of us. She backed out because she was already doing her thing. She wanted that D. Yeah. And I was okay with that. I was like, that's your life. That's how you feel. And I was like, but I think you should definitely try to get protection and stuff I was like maybe go to like Planned Parenthood and get condoms and stuff like we were trying to figure stuff out for them and we were 14 at the time when we made the pact so it was a two-year pact but still it was but still that's that's rather mature for 14 year olds to have this plan even if you know 16 is still under the age of consent like you guys still made the decision that you were going to wait until you felt that you were old enough to actually make this decision. Yeah. And um, that you were going to do it uh, super conscious of your well-being. And that's really cool. And it's really awesome that your mom was, like, super open. My mom's the same way. Yeah. Um, she actually <sighs> high-fived me when I told her I lost my virginity. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, literally on our way to the doctor's appointment, I tell her I lost my virginity. And she goes, oh, it was to the guy I was dating at the time, to him. And I said, yeah. And she goes, oh, hi. 
so she was just really happy that um it was with someone and that it like I was with and that I was bonded to and that it meant something at the time yeah so it wasn't necessarily like a one night swing and fling kind of thing right so that's I mean that's also really cool is that you also had a, a parent who obviously is very open with you and I feel like that's where some people don't get that and that's also what I want in this podcast like if you really have that many questions about stuff and your parent isn't super open, friggin' ask us, dude. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll be your pretend earphone mama. <laughs> like, you totally probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast, but if you are, absolutely come to us. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna we will answer your questions. <laughs> like, we can't condone illegal activity, but. We're ab- absolutely not going to turn down any inquiring yeah. people, um, curiosities and things like that, just because it it worries me sometimes uh, the way that our education system is going, that you know our future generations might not get the learning that we did. Yeah, a majority of schools don't even have sex ed anymore. And it, I mean, I didn't really have sex ed. I had a health class when I was a freshman in high school. And that kind of gave you um, an overview. Yeah, like all around spectrum um, stuff. Sexual education inside the health class, and the teacher was really cool. And he um, didn't he didn't preach the abstinence only thing, Mm -hmm. uh, so which was really cool of him. He's like, look, I understand hormones are a thing, and this and that. If you're gonna do something, be safe. And the bottom line, that's what it all boils down to, is no matter what, you're going to do what you're going to do. Yeah. If, but if you're going to do it, at least be safe about it. Be knowledgeable and protect yourself and protect the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because at, at that point, when you're, when you're rubbing fronts together, <laughs> <laughs> or back, I don't care where you rub it, but... Like back to back? I think it's like front to back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like front to back or front to front, whatever side you want to turn around or him, <laughs> but it's, you're now taking that person into account and like you need to be con- 100% consider them. I get tested every single year. Still, Same. Still to this day, I will get tested every single year. I have been tested every year since I was 16 and that's because I need to know if like it's not like I'm sleeping with a thousand people a day right. with no condom, but you can like it's as simple as you tried on underwear at Target and the person before you had like genital herpes or like a swimsuit not underwear. Sorry, I'm gonna back up. I was gonna say I don't <laughs> I don't normally try on underwear no, when no. I shop. I just take the gamble yeah. and then if they don't fit, I I don't return them. I just throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm a, I'm in a swimsuit, not underwear. Please don't try on underwear. Oh God! <laughs> and please wear underwear while you're wearing your swimsuit. Well, they tell you to. Target. They tell you to in the slip, but some people are like, "I ain't gonna do that," and it's like, ooh. So that's why I'll Cringe. actually just uh, put the bottoms on over my pants, and if it's too tight, then I'm like, "Perfect, <laughs> it's gonna fit." <laughs> because I don't want to take that gamble. Wow, that's a visual. Because my underwear are kind of thin sometimes, so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's in here. I definitely, like, it's one of those things where you just always want to make sure that you take your body into consideration. 
when you take the other body that is there with you into consideration. That's like a huge thing that people don't think about anymore. Yeah. Man. Uh, the thought train has left the station. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, talking about um, sexual health and things like that, it's just, I sometimes feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but sometimes that horse has to be beat. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to hit it with a chair and it's, move on. It's crazy how bad diseases and things are still spreading out there. It's crazy. Considering all of the precautions that you could be taking. Mm-hmm. All it takes is for one person to trust the wrong person or, you know, for one person to not know what they have and have already trusted the wrong person and now is spreading it to someone else. Oh, absolutely. So I I absolutely agree with being tested every year, even though you're with the same partner, just because you just never know. And it's not that, not saying that you shouldn't trust the one you're with, but you, there's always extenuating circumstances. Exactly. There's freak accidents. Exactly. I've been with the same sexual partner for going on five years now. And he recently was like, wait, you still get tested? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. You're welcome. I was like, it's to ensure that my body is up to date. It's almost like taking your car in for a tune-up. Yeah. But it's just my doctor's looking at my vagina, not my muffler. So. Well, and that that goes along with the free physical anyways, you know? Yeah. Just, that's just another part of your own self-awareness and your own health. Absolutely. To take into account. I mean, you get your blood drawn every year to see your, like, cholesterol levels and things like that, so why not do a couple of tests while you're there? Yeah, absolutely. Like, honestly, and that also goes with, like, my mammogram and my pap smear. Like, those are things that I don't like to have my boob honked (laughs) (laughs) at a doctor's office. I'm actually surprised that you've had a mammogram. Um, I haven't yet. I'm... 30 now (laughs) and I've always been told like 35 is when you start um I actually uh when I went to the doctor one time I was complaining about a pain on my side and she felt it and it felt like a lump and so she wanted to just Uh. look it over clear the air make sure everything was copacetic um turns out it was just a really bad sports injury oh man (laughs) I just got woofed with a softball <laughs> too hard. <laughs> so it wasn't a tumor lump. <laughs> oh, good. It was just a uh, poor little bam bam over here was out for the next ending <laughs> yeah, The way we're talking about um, yearly physicals and things like that, obviously for someone who has health insurance, those come uh, free once a year. Yep. For those unfortunate enough to not have health insurance there are other options there are free clinics there are places like Planned Parenthood non-for-profits that offer all of these services and not just to females either to men too yeah like uh I just recently found out all the things that Planned Parenthood does for men so many things it's crazy well it's not even just men or women but um trans and Yeah, yeah yeah um things like that. I'm sorry. I'm super cis, so <laughs> I'm sorry if I offend anybody. I, I, that is not my intention, but um, either way, 
uh, I heavily support their mission because, you know, the whole abortion thing aside, you know, they do have uh, your health in mind 100%. And they offer so many services to keep you healthy and to keep you going at very little cost. Uh, For two years, um, between 18 and 20, uh, I had no health insurance. So for two straight years, I was actually going to Planned Parenthood. I was getting my yearly checkup. I was getting my birth control. Like my birth control was only for about six months. Uh, It was $15 and then it bumped up to 30 because I got a pay raise at work, but it was still only $30 a month. And that's less than if I were to go to just like a random place with no insurance like yeah it's it's almost like 60 75 dollars for the birth control I was taking so I was super excited that they were helping me and then they also um they were still trying to actively get me into like the free program where I could get my birth control for free and there was one month I was like late to come grab it and the lady, the, like, the ladies kept calling me. They were like, you need to come and get this because I don't want you in here for a pregnancy test. And the lady, oh. They were like, you need to come get this. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm on my way. And then they tried to sign me up for um, the free shipping. Okay. So every once in a while, they'll actually ship it. Like, if you sign up for it, you can have it shipped to your house. Depending on your income, it could be free or, like, two or three bucks. Well, and there are other programs, too. Like, right now, I am um, not on health insurance because I just started a new job, and that marketplace insurance is ridiculous. (laughs) I looked into it. I had, like, five people call me, like, hey, let's get you signed up for insurance, and I said, I'm not ready for this. (laughs) I'm not ready to talk to an actual person. No, 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 no. (laughs) But um, I actually use um, Nurex, and they're a program that has, like, uh, physicians that will write you a prescription for uh, birth control depending on, you know, your specifications and they'll um, ship it to you and it's fairly inexpensive. Like I'm paying $15 a pack and that's for mine. And it's great considering that I would be paying like triple that. Yeah. Going anywhere else without insurance. Exactly. So that's super awesome. Super awesome programs like that keep me happy because I feel like it's just in our best interest and there's not enough stuff out there these days that are in our best interest people that are actually thinking about someone else's health and well-being yeah so that's really cool I I'm honestly I'm very happy that while I was in a rough patch with like not being able to purchase stuff in that two-year span I had that program that was there for me and they're super anonymous about everything which is awesome because if you don't want people knowing like no like oh I go and get my birth control here if they call they're just like oh no this is the doctor's office that's all they say all right like I one time I told them like oh yeah if you know um, something happens, you can call my mom. They were like, would you like us to address us, like, address us at doctor's office or Planned Parenthood? And I was like, I don't give a shit what you say to her. And I was like, but that's <laughs> awesome that you asked. Like, yeah, that's this great. This is your emergency contact. Yeah, it's, it's your body and it's your health. It's a bottom line. Yeah. 
nobody else's, really. It's yours. Once again, guys, she is Bam. And she is Bean. And we'd like to thank you for listening to our very first episode. We'd love to hear your feedback, so add us on Twitter at Bam and Beans and email us your questions and sex stories at bamandbeans at gmail.com. That's B-A-M, the letter N, B-E-A-N-S, at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>